1: to talk about the sauce again because it's another episode of the Toonami Faithful podcast and I am your host Sketch and with me I have ASM Rod the Maddox very nice and your wonderful data monkey Colbert and recently flown in from Europe
2: <laughs> editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com happy Kuro Kitty.
1: welcome back curl how was your trip
2: uh <laughs> that good huh it was fun it wasn't fun it was it was it was very stressful I will tell you this though Netflix uh Spain has uh, some pretty sweet anime content so I got to watch anime in Spanish but it was stuff that I couldn't find here without spending loads of money to get other streaming services you nice. know I got to Yeah, it was pretty cool. They had all the Studio Ghibli titles, literally all of them, every single one. It was awesome. And some of them were even in English. So that was it was a nice consolation, you know, in between all the the crazy family moments.
3: (laughs) I, I would just like to say one thing before we go any further. Uh, depending on the recording of this if it sounds a little weird you can all blame me because I'm trying a, the NDI settings on my XSplit for this recording so yes throw all of your why does it sound like shit to me
0: <laughs>
3: I figured okay. I'd just get that out of
0: the way now it's okay when I listen to the podcast i drinking anyway
1: well I already said something completely wrong here I said Europe and she was in Spain <laughs> Well, Spain, is... Is
0: in, Spain is in Europe, so technically you were right. You, um, as far as geographics, yeah, but <laughs> um, she was on the continent of Europe. I do
1: really think of Spain as Europe. European... It is.
2: Spain is, is. European, Ukraine.
1: <laughs> now, also, Portugal, on the other hand, it's
0: a little... It's a gray area.
2: Anyway. Cle- clearly, <laughs> I...
1: I failed geography clearly, but I see. <laughs> oh boy, we uh, we didn't have a lot to talk about. But then things happened, and now we have a lot to talk about. So before we get into like today. discussing, like today, happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Before we get into the main topic, which will be covering the second half of the third plate of Food Wars. Let's try saying that three times fast. Uh, we, uh, we have some things to discuss. The the first of which is, well, we covered Toonami and this podcast should be out by Wednesday-ish. So, um, yeah, they had some kind of error happen during the Harley Quinn marathon and they did not play the 13th final episode of the season. They ended up replaying another episode. Oops.
3: Yeah, I wasn't able to watch it that that night because I had family in town so just like oh okay so i saw some stuff happen and then i think things stuff happened that that, that's all i know i'll have to go to hbo max watch that series
2: exactly exactly you can go to hbo max and watch the last episode which was the entire purpose of all of this as a promotional thing for hbo max and for the suicide squad so all you people out there who Wasted time on Twitter complaining and wasted energy. Yes, it happened. It's annoying. But guess what? It was what? Four in the morning? Tell me one thing that runs seamlessly at four in the morning aside from the ER. You know, that shit happens. It just happens. I'm not going
0: to talk about the ER.
2: (laughs) Watch the last episode and and stop complaining about tsunami. You know, we should we are not owed. anything by these people we're just lucky to get any kind of content so that's what i have to say about that
0: that did y'all made me go on a rampage thank you you know (laughs) well well put so yeah Uh, yeah, y'all made the rail go on the rampage (laughs) because y'all kind of mess with some of my people and Uh, that was a stupid moment um due to the um at me being absent from twitter due to work I guess I had to reestablish my dominance again. But, you know <laughs> Yes, Carol said I should have took the high road, but yeah. No,
3: no. I I think at that point
0: the, the there is the no road ball. besides what we had to do. Yeah, basically, y'all know that I will do what I have to do because I don't mind being a bad guy. I have always even been a most for the podcast. So,
3: I mean, even <laughs> I had to say something about that too. It was, it was like, really, people? Like,
0: yeah, who, who cares?
1: Dude, like, 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 Karelle said, the only thing is we're right not tsunami, time, so don't complain to us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: leave right? Jason alone, man. Like, like you think he's in the control
1: room at 430 in the morning on Sunday? I, no. I just imagine it's just someone Philip J. frying it. <laughs> there's, there's the I mean, right now, I'm not even sure if there's somebody in the building, to be honest. it, A it could It could be doing it remotely. There's, who, yeah, who whatever.
3: Knows? That's not even the most amazing glitch they did. I mean, the, the SAO glitch still takes the cake in terms of the well-timed exactly. and, you know, most oddball thing to ever happen on the block. Um, I don't
2: even remember that. What I don't uh, even remember it that. It
3: was... SAO, Allisonization, first half. Uh, uh, they were on the turtle talking about, like, uh, it was essentially the whole issue where, like, you can't technically have, like, take an adult soul and put it into there because there's the problem of, of like, the who's the original. So they had, I forget the guy's name. I so, had, yeah, <laughs> so, so what happened is it was right when the soul was self-destructing, the whole thing cuts out at that exact moment and goes straight into Megalobox. It was like <laughs> the most time glitch ever. I, mean,
2: I, man, uh, I remember that, and I only found out through Twitter that that was how that went. I thought it was a, 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 my, a my DVR problem when that happened. I was oh,
3: like, no, 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 no. It was not a DVR problem. It was such a weird and funny moment. And the reason why I, I loved it more, it was because that was the uh, we don't mess with criminal threats night.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and here's the funny thing. Like I, I, it wasn't even. It was only again memorable to me because of the Twitter stuff. Because I just went on demand and rewatched the episode. Yeah, which would have been. I was like, oh, this isn't a big problem. Again, guys, we need to we need to temper our reactions to things that go wrong because it's a freaking animated action cartoon block. It is not giving blood or getting a vaccine or anything really crazy important it's it's pure entertainment when shit goes wrong you just gotta deal with it and move on and quite frankly you know you can tell by informing the people say oh this happened by the way or like us talking about on twitter that's okay there's nothing wrong with that just don't get mean about it we all have to Hmm. be better we all have to twitter
3: i i thought that was the point no, it
2: doesn't you're have not to supposed be. to be me. <laughs> no, either. it doesn't. It doesn't. We we have, we're community. We're all part of the same community, Tunamili listeners, and and we 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 have to to hold ourselves to the same standard that we are holding the the the, the programmers of the shows we love. So that's that's just what I feel anyway.
0: Right. Also, I want y'all to remember that you know we are in a time of COVID and people are overworked. They are tired. I'm one of those people because I work in healthcare. I'm not saying that I'm special from anybody else, but there are a lot of people who are overworked, tired, and mistakes do get made all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, seriously, I fuss with the ER department a lot. You know, they were tied understaffed just like me in excess. And, you know, going back and forth, I was like, I understand that you're tired and you work because I'm the same way too. But I was like, mistakes get made. I understand that y'all made the mistake, but y'all have to correct it. I was like, the fact that, you know, I brought it to her attention while we was talking to each other, you know, it shouldn't be in the hostility. I still got hostility, but, you know, like my last couple of days there at that particular hospital, you know, um, let's just put put it like this. I put a whole bunch of base in my chest just to let them know, because I was like, I don't really make a whole bunch of mistakes. And when I do, I own up to them. But if you can't own up to your own mistake, then don't come at me like I was the one that did it. I'm still trying to be respectful at the same time because we're on the same team, but don't don't point fingers and say it was my fault when it was yours. And that's kind of like what it was with Tsunami, you know, last Saturday. It was just a simple mistake. And to be honest with you, it's not the first time stuff like this happened, like Colin Carroll pointed out. You know, people are human. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But if you'll talk the, back, fact I got that, ass. The, the fact that this <laughs> has happened relatively few times in nine or so years is really impressive, guys. So
0: Sure. Chill. But to be honest with you, I actually like those mistakes, man, because
1: it's just Oh a yeah, moment. I
3: I do too because it it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 the rare moment of holy crap something actually
0: went wrong. Exactly. But the thing is, man, they always do something to make it up to us, man, you know, for those little mistakes, man. You, we all know this. We all know this. You know, Jason and the crew have, they haven't let us down, man. They always do something wonderful for us. And, you know, all the great things they have brought to us over the years, you know, from the inception of the Tsunami to the ending and then coming back, you know you can't complain about that you know we get quality service and you know they're bringing anime to people who really can't you know sometimes people just can't afford it like the streaming service and everything some people actually rely on this i mean like my mom still watches Toonami, you know because she doesn't want to use one of my fire sticks to stream but that's the reason why i haven't cut the cord yet (laughs) but you know (laughs) my mom would probably just tell y'all to shut the fuck up with your bitching and just um let it go because people make mistakes (laughs) <laughs> and I don't think none of y'all want to talk to my mom. <laughs> uh,
1: Maybe talk to her, but I don't want to argue with her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you ain't going to win that, man. Uh, I,
1: barely, I know it.
0: I barely win those arguments, uh, I know it, man.
2: <laughs> well, Sketch, I feel like this is a, a good moment to drop the the bigger bomb that, that came on the the anime news segway, segment today.
1: Yeah, so for several months now, there's been this looming possibility that wasn't quite settled yet that, well, it it happened, folks. Now Sony owns both Funimation and Crunchyroll.
2: CrunchyMation, yay! 2.0, CrunchyMation 2.0.
1: Yes, well, it's... uh, well, you got some Aniplex in there too, so it's like crunchy Anaplex roll or something like that. With
0: some with some hurt.
2: Crunchy
1: crunchy My question is, Plex. will
0: Funimation hmm. finally get rid of their shitty
1: website? Oh Probably. boy! Uh, yeah. Look, um,
0: about that. There's
1: been theories of whether or not they can take. Crunchyroll's, like, technology with them or whether or not that's going to be retained by AT&T. But gosh, I hope so, because Funimation's website is so bad. I
0: mean, it's the reason why I don't go there. I mean, like, seriously, it is so freaking hard to navigate. I mean, I wanted to buy anime off of there. I wanted to stream on there, but I was like, you know, it's so freaking clunky and junked up and just not smooth moving as far as, like, you know the experience that I was like, I don't want to be there. That's the reason why I don't have Funimation. I was like, I'll pretty much watch everything from Crunchyroll. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. Even Bird can be garbage as hell some days with um with the connection to the internet. Like literally, I have a good internet connection, and it will literally say retry the connection. Something's wrong with your internet connection, which is a big ass lie. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that some things can get fixed. The on that.
2: thing about that. Two is that so the article i went to click on the article link that had the announcement and and it, it, it the link is broken i know um,
1: right uh, yeah yeah the one that crunch
3: your works broken
2: None yeah, of funny. us have been able to read the news release, and they said, "You know, sorry, we're experiencing difficulty because of the high traffic. But I would think Funimation, like I, I I can't I can't understand why they wouldn't have servers that would be able to hold that kind of capacity, given you know the content they're streaming. So this is like a a, a technology issue on their part. This isn't just like bad website management. This uh, is really like they have uh, outdated servers.
3: I got on their I got on Funny's website finally.
1: Congratulations.
0: Congratulations.
3: Well, I'm Did just reading work? their press release, and it's a link back to the Sony press release, which I <laughs> Right. Yeah.
1: Well, the it's most tough. interesting thing in that press release is that it does say that they are going to build a unified streaming platform. Have fun with that. Ooh, I hope it turns out well. <laughs> yes, on, Yeah. someone you mentioned you it to me sure. on Twitter, that they also
3: mentioned Linear TV in that, too, and I'm like... <laughs>
2: so uh, i wonder how it's going to change the price though because um for anyone who doesn't know you funimation had made a deal earlier with crunchyroll like like two years ago i think it was or three years ago and so hard. some some content you could cross access through your if you had a subscription to one of the sites now i for example have a subscription to funimation i either would pay $50 a year or five ninety nine a month and then have it, you know, month by month kind of thing. I think that's, I think that's what the, the payment was. I don't remember. Once you charge once, I, I never look at the bill again. Anyway, so Same. if they do a full unified serving server, I mean, a, a, a streaming platform, excuse my, my, my misspeaking, misspe- my misspeaking, um, if they do, if they do unified a, a streaming platform, then will that change the prices? Um, I think that's right. one question. And, and then the mm. second question is how will that affect um when they release content to uh Toonami? You know, will that be more content? Will it make it easier for Toonami to access other like Crunchyroll titles for example? Because they have they have pretty good deals with Funimation already. So does that mean there's more more of a library? Can we go back in time and get some older titles? Like you know, so those are the things that are kind of on my mind through all of this. That'd yes. just be like a
3: random. Let's tweet Jason a question, see if he answers it, sort of thing. Yeah, he's not going to answer. Get that. a potentially vague answer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he answered my my question about JoJo ratings. I was surprised by that.
2: Oh, JoJo well, did fine. We'll uh, ideas. Yeah, Jason will put out we'll one about questions. I find that when he he wants to tell us information, he'll tell us information. That's just my personal. Yeah. Outlook
1: on it. Yeah, sometimes agree. he volunteers information without anybody even asking. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you just gotta catch him at the right time, at the right moment, when he wants to talk about something. But because
0: one thing we know is that when Jason's in a talkative mood, he talks. Hmm. <laughs>
1: he talks. And tells Darrell not to drink so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm never going to live that down man No nope, I mean, but, the, but it's
1: I a con. great
0: story I mean like Jason stops oh, Talking and then uh, he, he sees me the next morning he was, he was just like I was like He looks at me and I was like I'm a tank baby
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will go to a mobile con At some point god damn it I'm telling you the M1A2 uh, Abrams
0: Has nothing
1: on me <laughs> Someday uh, yeah so oh, speaking happened. of conventions um yeah uh v lord and some other folks that are associated with their website did go to otacon uh v lord couldn't make it to join us today because that's he's tired slut. and that's understandable he's uh, a slut <laughs>
0: getting tired of that slut cheating on us but
1: uh the one interesting thing at least tsunami related that came out of uh, Otokon was at the discotech panel where they finally announced Rodan Warriors coming to Blu-ray with
2: the yes. dub.
3: I'm very <laughs> surprised that some of the stuff that discotech manages to grab is like I've always just like anymore seen them to be just like yeah we're like the OOP guys like we'll just you know stroll into a convention yeah we got all this really old shit and the
0: crowd goes wild it's just like wow. I mean, like, seriously, Ronin Warriors is a classic that deserved that remaster. It did, yes. I mean, seriously, like, I got one copy, but I'm buying that copy, and I'm going to get that, uh, the copy that I have currently to my um, guy, son, you know, he can get the leftovers, you know. I, <laughs> Might as I'm well, trying, you know, this I, is how we bond. it. just plain mean. <laughs> you're going to make him watch it subtitled? No, it's the um English dub. It's just oh, a Oh, the it's, old it's DVD. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's a One Piece fan, man. He doesn't get that. God, i mean god daddy loves him but dude <laughs> i mean it broke my heart man he's like i like one piece but i also watch bleach i was like you're one redeeming
1: quality no good, i love good my, save I, good save no i
0: love no i love my god,
1: Now, son, now uh, now i want to meet him
0: <laughs> well let's see he should be 16 he'll be 16 on october the 10th this year man so and i hate to say it man but he's now taller than me
1: drag him to a convention
0: Oh, I plan on that at some point, man. Like, shoot. Someday. Gonna to, Someday. Yeah, I'm going to have to grab, like, I'll make his dad come with us, too, though. Like, my best friend, like, hey, look here. You're about to get into some blurry type shit with me and your uh, my nephew at this point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the sad thing is, my best friend outranks me now. He's oh. a fucking major in the army, man. No. <laughs> i have to salute his ass. <laughs> it's it's
1: got to feel demeaning no it's not (laughs) I sometimes
0: Uh, work as his personal assistant man uh gotcha like seriously
1: (laughs) okay well yeah so we don't really know what's going on with uh crunchyroll and funimation it could be good for toonami it's probably not worse for toonami at the least so we'll see what comes out of it I'm crossing my fingers for that mob season 2 I think it's finally gonna happen. It could. I mean, I don't think there'd be any reason that it'd be held back once this all settles, but we'll we'll see. Oh, well, there is always that. And uh, certain things are simply out of Toonami's reach, such as Stone Ocean, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Doggone it, Netflix! (laughs) That needs to be its own podcast, but we can push on to Food Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. but... uh, interesting that they'll be premiering it before japan that is very intriguing and i definitely want to talk about it another time you deserve this but we got a full plate of food wars to talk about so let's get into it we interrupt this segue for a different segue because wouldn't you know it the day after we recorded this podcast big news broke regarding toonami's head honcho jason demarco DeMarco has just been named Senior Vice President of Anime and Action Series, Long Form, at Warner Bros. Animation and Cartoon Network Studios. In his newly created dual role, DeMarco will spearhead WBA and CNS's expansion into producing anime content. He also will be responsible for identifying and developing projects in the animated action genre, and to develop and produce series and long-for programming for all audiences. DeMarco will also continue his role as Senior VP of Head of Anime and Action Series at Adult Swim. He will report to Sam Register, President of Warner Brothers Animation and Cartoon Network Studios, and Michael O'Lean, President of Adult Swim. DeMarco will be stepping away from various duties at Adult Swim and be taking on this leadership role in this newly created department. It's very exciting news, and obviously, us tsunami Faithful are very happy for him. We'll definitely talk about this more in a future podcast, but we couldn't even wait a week to let you know if you didn't know. And with that, let's talk about Food Wars.
3: What episode are we starting on? Because <laughs> I just pulled up Wikipedia to remind myself.
1: That was about the uh, halfway point, so episode 13. I okay. believe the uh, the Ladies' Takeover podcast got us up to episode 12, where Soma faced off with... Uh... Oh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> right uh, Sukasa the other sukasa that's been on Toonami lately mm-hmm. yeah soma faced off with sukasa and he lost but sukasa's like yeah you're you're too wild i, I don't watch you in central <laughs> but yes the the whole, the whole art yeah, the whole arc leading up to this after the uh, moon festival where soma tries to take on kuga and doesn't succeed but still has a decent showing and then we get into the uh, arc where Erina's father shows up and takes over by uh, overruling the previous establishment using the power of the Ten. Six members of the Ten agreed to make him the new head of the...
0: Uh, the, the new the chairman academy. of the Academy.
1: Yeah, the Academy. And uh, he's trying to replace... All restaurants, all food in Japan with his particular kind of gourmet cuisine. And part of the reason that he's doing this, and probably the main reason, is because long, long ago, Soma's father was his total inspiration. And he saw Soma's father just get racked with the inability to come up with new innovative things because that's what everybody expected of him constantly and he saw it destroy his friend, and he decided, a better path is this way. Is it? Probably not. And surely, joichiro wouldn't agree with it, but that's about where we get to here. So, now the first years have to deal with the advancement exam, which will take place at the end of the semester. And Sukasa details that all the students who abide by Central's curriculum will be guaranteed to pass, which is a big departure from how things usually work at the academy, where they're pretty much trying to weed people out constantly. So this time, it's only trying to weed out Azumi's opposition. Erina visits Soma and tells him it was Jirichiro's cooking that inspired her to be a chef, and Soma decides to cook her a tempura bowl that utilizes a frozen egg in hopes of inspiring her, Remember, the very first thing that he ever cooked for her was an egg dish. This dish does remind Erina of her happy days tasting Jirichiro's cooking. She gathers the Kyokusei students and tells them that she will help them pass the advancement exams. But I gotta take a moment here to say, Soma's like, "Was it delicious? Was it delicious?" And she just doesn't acknowledge say. my cooking. Never <laughs> acknowledge me, senpai. <laughs> I just enjoy no. the fact that it's like, despite the fact the fact
3: that she won't acknowledge her, they always do wonderful, uh, like, explosion moments with her and the Chibi Somas.
0: Yeah, I gotta say though, Eyeglasses, um, oh. was just oh dang, man. oh dang, I love Eyeglasses Erina, man.
1: I also like oh. Eyeglasses Hisako in that previous arc. Yes, but
2: t- I t- like t- seeing t- her, t- her be a part of this team and and. You know, she got into her old teacher mode, which it gave her something to do and give her, gave her some fuel and some some reason to um keep up, you know, the fight against her father without directly confronting him up until the point where she did actually confront him. So it, it was it's a good it's a good look on Erina overall, and it gives her a chance to use that snooty, authoritative a facade she has to something actually productive rather than just like going around and ordering people around because of her god tongue. Like here she's actually contributing. So I, I liked that. I like seeing that.
1: Exactly, Coral. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So the first year is learned that the advancement exam will take place in Hokkaido and they have to travel on a train from the south end of the island all the way to the north end for various stages of the exam. And at this point, Erina begins cram sessions to prepare the rebels. That's all the Kyokse first years, along with Hisako, Ikumi, and the Aldini brothers. Uh, during the first exam, Soma, Megumi, Yuki, and Allison Ryo have to prepare a delicious salmon dish without any quality salmon. Thanks to Erina's lessons, however, Soma's team remembers that the salmon can be frozen in brine, preserving their flavor and they manage to procure one from a local vendor and prepare a dish that passes. And all the other rebels pass. We don't really get to see their... Yeah, that's kind of a running trend in this season, unfortunately. So the yep. rebels are deeply grateful to Erina, and they visit her one by one in her train car. And when Soma stops by, Erina realizes that she doesn't find him nearly as irritating to be around as she used to. Aww progress <laughs>
3: <laughs> gotta start somewheres
1: i mean to oh, be fair shit. to Erina, soma is really irritating like all the time <laughs> <Sometimes>, <laughs> man. he's a dick
0: <laughs> he's not man shit erin just take that stick out of butt man
3: Both i mean like work.
0: they are like freaking polar opposites man
3: i i just loved how at at, at this point it, it it was mostly just you know figuring out unique and creative ways to you know just just Push it right back in the judges' faces. Aha, uh-huh, we've screwed you. haha, uh-huh, we've screwed you. It's the
1: Inquisition. Yes, the next two exams, is uh, they uh, end up having yet another, well, actually, the next exam, they have another situation where they are given subpar ingredients and they are able to pull from Aaron's Cram lessons again in order to make something very creative using potatoes. They make some udon from potatoes and the examiner reluctantly passes them but argues that it's Erina's lessons that are the only reason that they didn't fail. But Erina rebukes him, saying that it's through their own implementation of the knowledge that they were able to pass. And now things are going to get serious. Because for Mm. the third exam, Central's tired of messing around, and they are going to have all the rebels face off against a member of the Elite Ten. Soma's opponent turns out to be... Hmm... Akira Hayama, who recently claimed the ninth seat of the Elite Ten. Chef Dojima arrives to judge the match and announces the theme for the battle will be bear meat. And Soma quickly realizes that bear meat will be very difficult to tackle due to its strong smell and gamey taste. But hey, Cougar arrives to assist Soma and give him some Chinese spices. And Soma determines that shisantra berries, I think I said that right, could potentially no. counter the, <laughs> the smell of the bear meat. Some kind of berries that the bears probably eat. That That's what I got out of that.
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, Pretty like, a bear, like when you eat bear meat, like, a bear's meat will taste um like it's dyed. And if they're eating, like, a lot of fish and other stuff, man, if the meat is going to taste rank, but if they're, like, eating berries and a lot of other sweet things, man, the meat is actually sweet, it's good, and it has a less gamey smell, so... Yes, Darrell eats bear meat. Darrell loves bear meat. Ah, the more you know.
1: Exactly,
0: and y'all know how I cook anyway.
1: <laughs> so I think you the audience it. could probably figure out why Akira's on the ninth seat now. But Dojima informs Soma and Kuga that Akira has joined Central in order to protect June and her research lab. He's basically strong-armed into joining the Elite Ten so that he can protect June's research.
0: You mean Teacher Lolicon?
1: is <laughs> disappointed in Akira for folding to Central and tells him that he better not hold back. But that's not Akira's intention at all. He's ready to give him a real fight. Interestingly enough, both Soma and Akira prepare fried bear. Soma makes some cutlet that uses the smelliest and tastiest parts, and the judge's which are Alice's father and his research staff, the twins Berta and Shayla, are impressed by Akira's fried bear, uh, are impressed by Soma's food, but Akira's fried bear is still better. That is until Soma busts out the sauce. And Soma's is, and- sauce and cutlet prove to be the superior combination.
2: That. Of balsamic and honey is so easy to do at home, by the way, and it goes really well on carrots. You can roast carrots and, and then take a pan and mix in the honey and balsamic vinegar and just slow heat it until it starts to thicken and drizzle it on top of the roasted carrots, and it's really, 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 really good.
3: Never I, lied, I, that's
0: I, my
2: contribution. I,
0: I <laughs> well, hey, I that is – like, I'm, I'm not lying. That is a good combination, though, Carol. Seriously. I, so I just –
3: i just love this part just because of how ridiculously stupid it gets after a certain point because like like a- a- alice's father was one thing but berta and shella were just like okay you-, you are just talking about things that like no one's really gonna understand and and then as you kind of continue onward in this whole th- 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 this whole bear fight I, it it it, it 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 did the insanity of explaining and canonizing the entire process of your clothes blowing off yep yep i i lost it right at that point especially when when soe was just sitting in a chair the naked eating bear it was just like okay
1: this show
2: is
0: amazing Just a guy
1: naked yeah. in
2: a
0: chair eating bear meat
2: yes like doesn't
0: we, everybody eat bear meat naked
2: here, so it's a food gasm. Thank you very much. These are food gasm.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, some of that fan service was barely legal. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I wasn't too fond of that with the
1: lollies. Actually, it wasn't even, not even barely legal. But as some people might point out, those two are <laughs> actually supposed to be about as old as the first years. So. Eh.
0: The, the Dude, that's like, it's almost on... No, it's on the razor edge, dude. It
3: it's, was on the razor edge. As that. long as it's covered, it doesn't
1: make it mean a thing. Still made me uncomfortable. Yes.
3: It's uncomfortable, but as long as it's
0: covered.
1: And this there's only show is one, one kind of bear that enjoyed so that. <laughs>
0: dude,
2: oh, God, Sketch, no. <laughs> oh. uh,
0: you go to your room, babe. We're going to have a nice, long discussion after this oh, podcast. Oh, yeah.
3: Sauce fight kicks in and we continue on. <laughs> it's
1: like, oh, Soma lost. Well, Soma can't lose because then he'll get expelled. So, Deus Ex Macha Sauce.
2: <laughs> yeah. God, when... nice. Yeah. When... That was a good <laughs> one. That was much better.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Much Yeah. And I June that.
1: shows up to tell Akira, like, hey, don't do that. Don't be stupid. And Soma's like, hey, Akira. You could come live at the dorms with us. And Akira's like, bro, I'm about to get expelled. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rindo is the one who is challenging Takami and Megami, but she just wants them to make something delicious and passes them. Because that's Rindo. Jesus, junkie. Rindo just wants to eat, man. That's it.
0: <laughs>
2: does i love that about her she just likes eating delicious food which makes sense you've got to have someone who can't just cook who just likes to eat you know where Mm -hmm. do you think all the good food critics come from so good for her
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's gonna have some mad skills seeing as she's the second seat i'm
0: sorry man but i put all on the ass man (laughs) cooking sorry man it's just a pride thing it really is it is pride Because I do, like, I really do um, enjoy my cooking skills. And I've been cooking since, well, I've been in the kitchen since I was three. So (laughs) that's a lot of years, man.
1: Well, aren't you a regular Yuki Hira Selma?
0: (laughs) Look at man. Like, while my cousins was watching the dang on Macy's Day parades and stuff, man, during Christmas and
1: Thanksgiving,
0: I'm in the kitchen with Grandma and Mama, dude.
2: You, you know the, the bear meat thing. I feel like th- this they they did this, and it's kind of the the problem that by now they shouldn't be having. By the time they're in season three of this, where there's this uh, strange exposition factor, where and we talked about this on my podcast too, where they say this is what I did, and you see the completed product, but there's all this opportunity wasted where they could talk about different parts of bear meat. And what it tastes like. And why it's good or not good. Or even who eats it. Like who the fuck eats bear meat? I don't know damn shit about who eats bear meat. They didn't say any of that. Well, they just, they skipped, <laughs> it's popular
0: they, in Russia. It's real popular they, in Russia.
2: Yeah, they skipped a lot of like. like Important points of, of information. And in exposition. And then on top of that. like That would have been a scene I would have loved to have seen. How Soma cooked the meat. They say afterwards how he did it. But then it goes back to, you know, like we're we're missing the, the actual application cooking. of it you know, you get to see the cooking part. And that that can be really interesting, in my opinion. I mean, I get it. You want to watch a cooking show, go to like whatever the, the cooking channel or whatever food network. But but I think that it, it, you lose a little bit of something interesting in the process by skipping straight to the end and then having the, the, the bits of of intense melodrama to heighten the drama rather than showing the cooking because it could just as easily mm-hmm. go wrong in the middle of cooking you know
0: but to be honest with you i only have one pet peeve with um food wars and it's the fact that they never touched on like soul food like they talked about every cooking style except for soul food and the ingenuity that it takes to cook some of the um food man like seriously like pig's feet hog maw, chitlin stuff like that you know the little throwaway parts you know, that was never touched on at all. I mean, damn, could we just talk about Cajun or Creole cooking? You know?
3: Well, technically, uh, Akira did technically Cajun fry the bear meat, if I remember correctly. But dude, it, was, it
0: ain't the same, it, man. It's I was going to say, it, it,
3: it, it was barely
0: touched upon for the spice purposes. Look here, yeah, dude. I'm like, I see some of my food, man. It so is me, just, <laughs> it's just a
2: hot Tell me what spices. i I mean, I know what is considered Cajun Spices, but but tell us, Akira, you're a spice yeah. expert. Tell us about I, your spices. I'm like,
1: I'm going to use Cajun Spices, okay? What's that I mean? thought
3: he did, but I, I think it was like a one-off sentence in the middle of a rant when yeah. they first realized he was using it. I'd have to go back to that episode, actually.
1: Yeah, something right. like that. They're, the problem is the anime is... Uh, you know, condensing this material to the point where you're losing these details. And it's really unfortunate. It doesn't yeah, but I, ruin the story, but it definitely uh, makes it a bit if less If you're trying to look
3: into the information, you lose the quality of it. But I don't, I, I would pause the idea of most people aren't going to be watching this to want to learn how to cook. They're just watching, they, they just want to watch people's clothes blow off.
0: No, dude, a lot of people actually did watch Food Wars because they wanted to know a little bit more about cooking, man. It actually got a lot of people interested in cooking when they started watching Food Wars. Basically, what I explained Food Wars as being is Iron Chef on steroids <laughs> with a splash of porn in it. But considering that the creative was doing hentai, <laughs> that's that's how we roll on that.
3: I do need to find artist. that one.
0: <laughs>
3: I do need to find that one. I found the, the uh, Dr. Stone
0: one. Yeah. hmm For the first time, people derailed at Night Hinch and Hinch High first.
3: <laughs> well, you started the conversation, but whatever. Continuing on.
1: So, they find out that all the other rebels, uh, including Alice and Rio, and excuse me, I have a hard time believing that they both failed, but uh, yeah. they they lost. All of them lost, so the only remaining rebels are Soma, Megami, and Takami, and technically Erina. And that puts them at quite the disadvantage here, and they're really thinking, well, what can we do to unexpel our friends? And Soma thinks really the only way to do that is to get the majority seats in the Elite 10, and everybody agrees, yeah, that could work, but they're not going to agree to a food war. You have nothing to give them that they couldn't, you know, already have. I was like, "Oh, your expulsion—that's nothing. That's easy. We don't, we don't need that." Uh, as luck may have it, Dojima shows up with Joichiro and uh, Aaron, his grandfather, and they show up just in time for when they're trying to declare their stand against Azumi and. Joe Ritchie was like, well, what if we have a regimental food war and we put all of this on the line? And Azumi's like, why would I want to do that? I already have 90% of what I wanted to do. So you got to make it interesting for me. And Joe Ritchie was like, all right, well, if they all lose, of course, they're all expelled. And I will join you, Azumi, and I will close down my little Yukihira. It's like, okay, now I'm interested. So now they, uh, oh, right. <laughs> now they have to... Uh,
3: cook together without cook, talking to each other. Cook together
1: without talking to each other. This is interesting. So the...
3: uh, uh <laughs> What's the word you're looking for? <sighs> Hihachi's perimeter? Or p- p- parameter?
2: No, i it's, it's the a shepherd's pie.
1: No, I'm not talking about the food they're making. It's uh, the person who suggested it was uh, Aaron's grandfather, the... San oh, uh, yeah, yeah Yeah. Yeah. San Zayman, yes, yes. He suggests that uh, for some training, they break up into teams and do a shepherd's pie thing. And he's like, all right, these are going to be the teams. We're going to put... Soma and Jirichiro and Erina on one team. We're going to put Dojima and Megami and Takami on the other team. And you're both going to make shepherd pies, however you want to make them. But nobody can talk in this process. And the two adults are the head chefs and the others have to support them. Now, you would think on paper that the one team with Jirichiro and Erina could not possibly lose... <laughs> but you quickly understand that even if they're not so. talking they they just can't help but butt heads so, <laughs> but they eventually get their crap together and they are able to make something. So each makes a very unique kind of shepherd's pie uh oh boy, how do I even describe these? Uh, they were good. Hey, yeah, they were good. <laughs> they were good. They were
3: good, and it all ended with each one saying their own food sucked. Yeah, <laughs> drawn, which is hilarious. Even here
1: even Erina we no, we admitted that her food wasn't better than the other team, which is a surprising, surprising. bit of growth for her. And uh, Zanzimon also noted the moment when Erina decided to improvise, which he was very proud of her for doing. So she she, made- yeah, she took like a real nice steak, and she fried
2: well it. done. My insides died. She <laughs> well done a piece of steak, and I was like, "What are you doing? Nobody eats steak well done. What are you doing?" But apparently, it was delicious. So
1: it's the combination of things.
0: Sure, well, the thing is, you can actually do a steak well done, and it still turn out good. But sure. I prefer mine, like, medium to medium
1: well, though. And Jericho's team decided to make a crepe. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. We're we're really stretching the definitions of these things, as Food Wars tends to do. <laughs> I, I, I just
3: watch it for the, for the end result and everyone's clothes blowing off. I, if I learn a few things along the way, we're good. Okay, they made something <laughs> delicious. Hey, we can continue on.
2: I watch for the food.
0: I watch for the food and, like, pick up a few new cooking techniques. You know, I learned how to poley.
1: I watch for the food and for the invigoring of the human spirit.
0: (laughs) Also, I watch for uh, Isami in the apron, though, man. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, man. It just amused me.
1: Don't you mean Satoshi? Satoshi? I would literally walk around an Ishi- apron Ishi- like
0: this. Iski Satoshi? Yeah, Ishi- yeah, Ishi- yeah. yeah whatever their name is. Dude. Ooh,
1: we will get to him. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to him. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> so they have their training session and they practice some more because you know they, they have quite the task ahead of them. But eventually, uh, Jorichiro tells the story to Soma of what's the deal with his relationship with Azumi and all of that. And Jorichiro explains, uh, he explains it to Soma and Dojima explains it to uh, the others. talk to me. Wasn't Arina there too?
3: Uh, Arina was, I believe, sleeping. Oh, right. And she was out at that point.
1: Right. And he explained that uh, Jorichiro was such an incredible chef, that he was able to get the second seat on the 10, and Dojima was the first seat, but really only because Jirichiro was a bad student and wouldn't show up to class and such. Otherwise, he probably was a better chef. And at one point or other, people stopped challenging Jirichiro because they knew that they couldn't win, so he started doing competitions outside of school, and he entered lots of competitions one of which was called the blue which is like the highest thing out there that he could compete in for i I believe there was an age range that were allowed to compete in it and all of this innovation as i mentioned before eventually kind of chews him up and at one point somebody challenges him to a regimental food war and he takes on 50 guys at once and wins every single one of them. And at that point, all the students start referring to him as Carnage because he can just tear through anybody. But everybody's noticing that it's really taking a toll on Jarichiro, And after he blows off attending the blue, they tell him that he needs to take a trip get out of the academy and go find what makes him passionate about cooking again, which he takes a long journey and uh, eventually ends up meeting the woman that he would marry and have Soma with. And they get their little diner and he gets his cooking mojo back. And of course, Soma falls asleep during this story. (laughs) He got the gist of it at least. Yeah, you got the gist of it. And at this point, they arrive. uh, Ozmi, straight up, skis down the mountain. Yeah, like a boss.
2: That was great.
1: He skis down the mountain
3: like a true final villain would, and then everyone else shows up on the train in the middle of nowhere. You cannot have set that scene up better.
1: Yeah.
2: I love the melodrama. You you can't you can't replicate that shit in in, in uh, live television. It's got to be anime. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly. overhyped exactly. the
1: point. And Asumi "All right. Well, we're going to do this. Then Aaron is on my team, right?" And Aaron's like, "No. I'm not I'm I'm renouncing my title. I'm no longer a member of the 10. I am just Eren Knockery and I am challenging you, father."
0: Awesome moment. Nice!
1: Good job, Erida! Good job. Which, uh, uh, by, by the way, definitely showing some favoritism that she didn't get removed from the 10 just for not voting for her father. But, I mean, he didn't want to get her out of the 10 because he wanted her under my thumb.
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, she also agrees that if she loses, that she will do whatever her father wants her to do which is bad
2: does it really hold
1: up when she turns 18 i mean this is food law (laughs) if he (laughs) if he succeeds in like changing all of japan to the way he wants to i guess it doesn't really matter but yeah i don't know there's some things that really don't hold up here but the melodrama right gotta have the melodrama (laughs)
3: We don't need to have logic in our anime. We just need to have kick-ass moments.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So, they're a little short on team members. I mean, there's only four of them, right? So, they recruit some uh, interesting characters. Uh, Chef Kuga comes back, and of course, Satoshi joins, as he already gave up his seat at uh, one point or another. And the previous third seat shows up to it's implied that Soma owes him some kind of favor, but we don't really get into that here. We'll, we'll see in the next season. I I guess I
3: I figure they'll probably explain that in the season when they actually get to his fight.
1: Maybe. I mean, he, he fights it at the end of this, but we'll, we'll see, I guess. And, uh, everyone's favorite mimic shows up to, to help as well. So now they got, Eight team members, and they'll be fighting up against eight members of the current ten. And they get to the uh, final battleground, where the school idol has gone cray cray. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a
3: weird moment too, because a a part of me wonders—is it was like was she just acting that way because she wanted to stay in the school, or did she really get brainwashed? It just—it's such a weird moment.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's not explained, but she always came off as somebody who would just go with whatever in order yeah. to be the school idol. Yeah, it's just like, wow. I mean,
3: okay. I mean, I sure like what's with the grunge? Like like the goth grunge look at
1: that point though. It's like the hell just happened. Yeah. It's not bad look though.
2: She's amusing.
1: She's yeah. she's She's super extra. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And really like, nasty. need an announcer character. Here's your announcer <laughs> character. Have fun with it. Super extra and really nasty in this story arc. And uh, the rebels that got expelled are able to show up because Alice pulls some strings. Because, you know, at the end of the day, she's still Alice Knockery. And when they show up, they have very special seating. In a cage. It's like, what? How did you get this in the
3: room in the first place? And wow!
1: Yeah, anime. All the now other the students point. that passed easily because they just bended to Central's will are, you know, of course, rallying against the rebels and being such a lovely audience. And we have our first three person battle, and those matchups being. Uh, the third seat going up against the current fifth seat who we, like, know nothing about. It's apparently a girl and she has long hair tied up like Duo Maxwell. It's a and side a arc. We know one cares. <laughs> They're all side characters. Get them out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and they are doing... Uh, like, everybody else, you get to see what their theme is, but for some reason they don't show us this one. But... Yeah. Ishii is going up against Julio. <laughs> uh, is he? Was he Italian or French? I think it was uh, French. I don't remember. Some <laughs> European nationality. His...
3: I thought it was Italian because
1: he because he actually spoke Italian when he apologized. I thought that's what it
2: was. His his cooking style. He he referenced a lot of Italian uh, okay, styles yeah, yeah. of cooking. He, yeah,
1: okay. he was. But his mentor was like that, uh, someone they met
3: earlier on that we probably don't remember.
1: The, uh, one of the classmates of, oh gosh, the, the French cook (laughs) (coughs) who showed up at his restaurant. uh, Oh, yeah. Names. We don't remember them. (laughs) Who cares? That other blonde European guy. Right? You're
0: not talking about Chef Chappelle, is it?
1: No, I'm not talking about Chef Chappelle. I'm talking about the the guy who was in the same class as the... Jeez, what is the name of that other chef? I should be able to remember his name because I always kind of felt like his dub voice was kind of eh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the one that Soma did the stage year with. Oh,
0: yeah. Come
1: about I, Shino? I Chef, yeah, Chef you, Shino? Yeah, Is... thank Shino. Yeah, that's, Yeah, because that's... One, one of Shino's appellate. friends. Yeah. That that blonde guy. Not Chef oh. Chappelle. That was their... Oh, uh, you're
0: talking about the dude that was getting uh, some of my hard time because he couldn't keep up in the
1: beginning. No, I don't think I'm talking about that guy. I was talking about Chef Donato Gotoda, who's one of Chef Kojiro Shinomiya's friends. Uh, I don't think he actually was the mentor of Julio I, I I guess they were just channeling him or something I I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Character
3: from a previous episode that was referenced once and you probably don't remember him. No,
2: he, he's
1: he's he showed up a few times.
2: He he's the one who makes the money and he's he's on the council of 10 and he he, he uses his seat to leverage to, to make uh, a lot of money. No,
1: that no, one. no, no, not him. No, I think it was that's, that one. That's that's, that's no, not him. Y'all yeah, confuse me now. My uh, head hurts. Not Aizen. No, not Aizen. <laughs> we'll get to him in the next There's
0: always an Aizen somewhere around.
1: Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, it's a different spelling this time. Doesn't matter. Guy doesn't matter because he loses. <laughs> Pretty much. And the other battle is Soma against oh. Nene, the current sixth seed. And I'll, I'll
3: say this much, though. I do love how Ishii completely gets pissed off and just showcases his entire skill set.
1: Oh, that is yeah. an amazing
3: moment for Ishii. It's like, oh, well, he's the naked guy. And then he, and, and then uh, Julio just starts insulting him. And and and, and, and it's the moment when he mid-guts the eel and everyone's like, the hell just happened? I'm like, oh, you just don't piss him off.
1: Yes, well, he insulted the Polar Star Dormitory students. So, mm-hmm. nope, can't allow that. Uh, And Nene also has a history with Satoshi. Their two families are like the opposite ends of the best in Japanese cuisine. And they are childhood friends of sorts because Ishii went to live with them for a time. And it's revealed that Nene's always been kind of frustrated with Satoshi because he's really good at picking up things that took her a lot of time to figure out. So she just wants him to apply himself. And of course, Satoshi is, he's Satoshi.
3: (laughs) Well, even Satoshi admitted to the fact that like he actually respected her for ability to put her heart and soul into anything that she would went after. So
1: true. So her specialty is Soba. So of course, Soma pulls up, Soba as his challenge Oof. Because Fuck. fate gives you the middle finger Pretty much And Ishii has to Do eel And that's what he's Doing with Yulio And Yeah All the good guys win <laughs> It it does For a moment look like Soma might not win but of course He still wins Plot armor I mean, plot it, it turns armor out that e- and... even though she has far superior abilities when it comes to making soba due to the temperature of the room, which she probably should have accounted for considering she's so smart and skilled. She ended up making a dish that was not quite as appealing as Soma's well, yakisoba inspired soba. I, I I think
3: if I remember correctly, it was the fact that the uh, like the way that soba noodles worked, the temperature really affected them. So the idea was like as she made it, it was already losing the aroma and ergo it already lost its luster before it even got to them. Whereas since Soba used the, the stage three noodles, which were thicker and more durable, he was able to change the way that he could cook with them by frying them, which resulted in that wonderful moment of what
1: the hell is he doing with the noodles? He's frying them. They would throw him out of a soba restaurant if he did that. (laughs)
3: Which is a really interesting thing of doing that, too, because it's just like, wait, really?
2: The soba arc also had... I noticed something interesting in terms of the storytelling, because... um, with with other food items they will go into like if you remember where they talked about the the chinese tofu dish in the first part and they they talk about you know mapo tofu curry and the different regions and how important ma and har and spice and everything so they they talk about it for someone who doesn't know so here when they're talking about the soba they, they do this one part, they, they say, you know, it's 90% soba, and I was like, what the hell are they talking about? I didn't understand. I think it was one of those moments that just didn't translate, and it was like they're explaining this part of the dish, they're explaining the dish to an audience they're assuming that already know, to a Japanese audience, because they already know about soba, yeah. but an American audience that doesn't. So I had to go back and do some research, and, and to the best of what I could understand is that because soba is made of buckwheat but soba is also the term that they generally use for noodles. So what I what I understood is when they said it was 90% soba is that they meant to say that it was noodles that were 90% buckwheat soba noodles rather than uh, you know a, a regular I mean just regular noodles made of rice or made of egg flour etc. So that that was just how I Assumed, And then later they sort of touch on the buckwheat element, but like they, they just didn't explain that. Right. So there were some confusing things. I was like 90% of what, I don't understand. But, but it, it was also interesting too, because soba in itself doesn't really have a lot of flavor. It's the texture and the, the, the vitamins in the, in the, the car of the carbohydrate that make it such a staple in japanese cuisine but it's the broth and their entire recipes and family recipes devoted to making really good soba broth and different types of seasoning and they spent so much time talking about what the soba was constructed of they didn't really talk about what it was flavored with you know Mm -hmm. so so nene's delicate i she had this fried shrimp um a uh, uh, sakura tempura and um a, a, a broth and presumably the broth is what's going to bring all the flavor together but they didn't they barely mentioned it and then of course you you know with at least with soma's dish you got to see all the ingredients he talks about how his inspiration is yakisoba which was really cool how they they did that throwback so i i liked that and i liked seeing the the, the bits and pieces of of Yakisoba, and because I love yakisoba noodles myself, but but I was a little like, like what are they talking about? I don't understand. I would be curious please. how
3: much how much of that was actually in the manga versus what got cut out of the anime. I'd be curious to go back and look at that.
2: He, he would be the one to ask. He is the manga reader of Food Wars on staff.
1: Yeah, I was gonna look at how many chapters are condensed into this season but i did never get around to it but i have a feeling that it's a lot more than they used to do which is unfortunate
2: one thing that i really liked about this part of the season was how um they there's a, a strong parallel between joichiro's um time at school and um uh what's her name um um the girl, crap. Arina. You. Arina's, Arina's time. So Arina is a prodigy. You know, she's the god tongue. She has superior uh, tasting skills. And then Joichiro is is you know a prodigy as well. And they both sort of lose their mojo. They lose their passion for cooking. And they both find their ways to find it again. Arina through you know Joichiro's interference, telling her about enjoyment of food. And then Joichiro through. Um, having someone to teach having a son in his life that he can teach and I liked that theme of of what gives you what gives you passion because that's essentially the whole point cooking you know you cook because you love it you cook because there's a passion that's what drives Soma through the whole thing he enjoys every second it's not just making food but it's seeing people happy when he makes food and it's for him having a challenge to overcome like that's his passion so seeing these these prodigies, like having to overcome, and there's there's a really nice parallel between the two characters. So it kind of draws in that relationship of of mentorship that they imply earlier in in the series. So I I liked that part a lot.
1: Yes, I agree. I think that's mm-hmm. a, an interesting parallel that they went with, and yeah, it's very apparent. And I gotta say that partway through this season I was kind of not feeling it but by the end of the season I was like oh yeah let's go let's go I'm revved up again
2: yeah yeah That's all the something. train I the in the snow were a snooze fest I was like skip skip <laughs> show me food. I just
3: want to But the train food. was all the backstory we we we, we, we can't
1: skip the important character backstories
2: right interested yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean That's I just was I was very interested to, to finally hear about Jericho's time as a student.
3: Yeah, that that, that was that's... definitely something I was looking forward to, because it was just like, okay, so, so what's the deal with this guy? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. Although I would, you know, like to see the whole uh, Soma's mom aspect of it all, but I don't think we'll ever get to that.
1: Mm, yeah, we don't get much of that, but she does show up in, like, the fifth plate. In a
3: flash. Here's hoping we get the fifth plate. Give me the fifth plate. I don't think it's dubbed, though.
0: You can't have a fifth plate. Not yet. You're cut off.
1: Not yet. I thought it was dubbed, but I checked HBO Max recently, and that's just the sub. So... Damn. Not so Onward. Onward to ask that...
3: class two, then. Once we get done with plate four, likely. Yeah. Or Megalobox, or whatever they pull
1: out. And as much as I would have been fine with them taking a break, I think it's good that they're not, because we're you know, just starting this battle.
3: I was going to say, like, like, there's no way that they could have ended it there. I, even I'd have been like, really? Like, we're going right into the big fight now, and you're going to just cut off for, like, three months to do this? No, please don't.
2: And there are, what, six? Now there's six... Uh, battles remaining, so there's three bouts, and they did one bout, and they're three apiece, so that that leaves six uh, actual um, one-on-one matches left, right? Is that going to be what the fourth season is?
3: More, more than likely. I mean, yeah. I'm 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 probably figuring like w- we'll probably end the fourth plate because it looks like it's only 12 episodes, so mm-hmm. you're probably going to wind up having the fourth plate be the the remainder of the uh, uh, regimental food war. And then we go into whatever they come after next. So it, it'll it probably end on a decent note.
2: You, you know, they for all my uh, complaints about the, the lack of uh, exposition, they do. And it, it was cool to finally see Satoshi uh, cook because it's obviously he, he must be talented to be on the 10 and mm-hmm. you get to see him show and you learn you know his he's got this traditional Japanese style of cooking and um he he fillets this eel just in seconds and I they they uh they they played it right up perfectly the scene where he's just he gets this serious face on and all of a sudden he's his knife goes through it and then it's like perfectly cut open and it's like and that yeah that's an art in itself like filleting oh, fish and doing it right is its own you know something you you have to learn in and 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 cooking school so he's seeing him do it so perfectly especially with eel where those the the um the little—I can't remember the English word. I can only think of it in Spanish right now. The little uh, spine bits of bone, you know, they—they—they they, they get caught in everything. So being able to remove them without having the bone in there and then having just the the meat. And for anyone who hasn't tried it, eel can be really tasty. Uh, I I strongly suggest next time you go get sushi, try an eel roll with cucumber. It's really really good. Oh, very, the cucumber. Yeah. Oh, cucumbers like, delicious.
0: I don't like cucumbers oh, unless they're pickles, man. I don't mind it. I've
3: I've had sushi a few times. Honestly, I I'm just more of a hot food person. So when I get like the uh, things like the California tempura where it's like slightly fried, those were awesome.
0: I like sushi, man. The margarita rolls are my favorite thing, man. Like seriously. But then again, eat meat, raw meat. <laughs> It's the reason why I'm not a
1: vegetarian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will uh, tell you
2: the Amy hungry for soba noodles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of of me too. I I really appreciate that Ishki uses all the ideas of the Kyoksei dorm students and incorporates it into his dish. So at the end, there is like, if you think this is delicious then you take back what you said.
3: I, I, I just like the fact that when he makes that announcement, everyone's like, you did what? Those two wasn't ready yet. Yeah, but I had faith in all of you. <laughs> yeah,
2: it drives home the whole theme of teamwork that kind mm-hmm. of underlying in all of Food Wars, you know, at the beginning, is, as Soma starts learning more and more from season one onward, and he learns from his team, and then even even back to the first part, where he, he's competing against Kuga, he has to rely on his friends, his team members to get him through to be able to, 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 get, to get up to the same level of production for the food. So here you see, you know, Ishii has enough faith in his teammates because all of the dorm are his teammates and their cooking abilities and their strengths to use parts of their food in his cooking. And and that uh-huh. it, it's a nice like it, 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 and it, it's it's a good uh, um, throwback to the episode where Sen Zimon talks about how important in a regimental cuisine war and you have to have teamwork and you have to be able to rely on each other's strengths. So I liked I liked that a lot. I'm always a fan of teamwork. I say that all the time when they do these you know series and uh, fights and things where everybody works together. I I, I think teamwork makes the dream work.
0: Uh, I was about to say that, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, they have a lot of great teamwork moments, like when uh, SOMA recruits Ikami to do the fried chicken. They have like the uh, collaborative efforts of Alice and Rio and Akira. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff like that. And, and I like to see that kind of stuff. And I think that's ultimately the message here what's going against Azami's way of cooking is this collaborative way of cooking, this creative way of cooking that strives to do something new, something interesting. It what, yeah. it's what drives it's all, it all of these blender. chefs. Yeah. And well, I, th- I think we can all agree that that's way more interesting than what Azami suggests. So, hopefully they beat the pants off them in the next season.
3: I can't. They probably wait. will. <laughs> yeah, cause I don't think we're getting it this week as of the 9th of August. I think they're they're doing the double Fena, right?
1: Yep, this week is double helping of the premiere of Fena Pirate Princess. And Tune in for that.
2: Topping mm-hmm. of Fena with that, please. Yummy. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
2: You're welcome.
0: Finally, a pirate um, anime that I actually want
1: to watch. Oh, hush.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: It's a pirate like, anime that won't take you many, many years to watch all of. <laughs> no,
0: it's not that, dude. I kept up with uh, One Piece until up until Thriller Bark arc, man. That was the last one I watched. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I really did do it for the... Um, I did it for a Tsunami, but One Piece just isn't my thing, man. I'm, you know... It, Oda does a real good thing of world building character development and emotional payouts, but it just still wasn't for me with all that.
1: Eh, fair enough. It's not for everybody.
0: Hey, look here, I know I kind of bust on everybody a little bit, man, but I look here, I, I like picking on y'all about watching One Piece, but at the end of the day, man, I love that y'all freaking watching and supporting it because it is a good anime, it just isn't something that I'm interested in. You know, I'm a samurai guy admit i could well so at the end of the awards. day
1: two people at the olympics showed their love of one piece so what up
2: that <laughs> yes which is
3: which so is hilarious
2: fine. that was so fun i love that
3: then you got the one guy going it's a gun damn i have no idea what the heck that is it's just like ah. Uh, uh,
1: all, all the, the normal BBC
3: people trying news, to do stuff now To be
1: fair, it was the Gundam Unicorn, which technically does transform, but no.
0: It wasn't a Transformer, though. It was a Gundam.
1: Not a, not a, not a Transformer. I like how they sheepishly replied to their own tweet of like, oh, we see what happened here. Yes, this is a Gundam. (laughs) That was really funny. After like a hundred people or more responded to you.
0: Yeah, because transformers are actually century. We
3: apologize games. that we have no knowledge of what this is. We are simply a bunch of old people commenting on what I believe was bike was a was was the cycling
2: contest at that point.
1: No, I think yeah, it so. was a climbing wall.
2: Climbing wall, which yeah, okay. I didn't even know, Olympic sport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Almost
3: anything can be an <laughs> Olympic sport if, if enough countries want to throw down on it.
1: Apparently, skateboarding is now. Yeah,
3: that but was a bet. really
1: that was a really weird. Moment when I was watching the Olympics with my parents and we were watching skateboarding in the Olympics. It's like, well, never thought I would ever do this. Well, they can make can a decent rule cooking.
3: set and everyone agrees to it. <laughs> you 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 did a kickflip, ten points.
1: You did a grind, twenty points. It was interesting to see how they scored things. And hey, Tony Hawk was the uh, the uh, commentator. So that's that's cool. That makes sense. Obviously, he's he a little too son. old to compete. <laughs>
2: yeah who's that guy tony
1: hawk who <laughs> tony hawk who you mean he's tony the guy hawk? from the video games the star of tony hawk's boom boom sabotage which did air on toonami and we'd all like to forget he that he did
2: he looks a lot like that famous guy tony hawk doesn't he
1: <laughs> yeah he sure does the joke yes yeah. i'm familiar with the joke
2: oh so good <laughs>
1: uh, <sighs> good good times all right. Yes. Well, uh, I can't. I wait think we've fourth. talked uh, plenty about this third plate of Food Wars now, and uh, yes, onward to the fourth.
3: I'm so happy. <laughs> Who wants fourth? And then hopefully we'll get asked Class season two after that.
1: Yes, I would imagine so. They have like three openings in October, so
3: now what is? That? I think fena yeah. ends in October.
1: Fena ends in October, My Hero ends in October, and Black Clover should end around then.
3: I thought, hmm. were we on season hmm. four? I thought we were going straight toward the end. I thought they made that in Black Clover. Or am I just completely off on of my episodes now?
1: Black Clover has 10 episodes left.
3: Wow, what? really? Holy fuck.
2: <laughs> it makes me sad. I do want to talk about it.
1: Well, it might get more someday.
3: Yeah, okay. you never I thought know. it was going to last longer. I, I didn't think what we were in was season four. I thought we had one more left. Okay, wow.
1: No, of so course We are in the very final stretch of Black Clover. Huh. Just Just 10 episodes left. And, so, uh,
3: probably Megalobox then?
1: Well, Megalobox. Ass class. <laughs> I mean.
0: <laughs> can we get some Yarmagun, please?
3: Yeah. Hope, well, Jason.
1: We'll, 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 we'll see what they can dig up or what have you. I mean, there's, Well, Blade Runner, I think, should be starting around that time To be honest with you, man, I
0: wouldn't mind another run of IGPX.
1: I would also not mind another run of IGPX. Use those tapes, Jose did. Their proper aspect ratio. When did they
3: say Blade Runner was going to start? Wasn't it this fall?
1: Yeah, it's this fall. So it's probably going to replace Fena in October. Yeah, yeah
0: say, Jose did a very beautiful job With those um, With that man Those ratios They're freaking beautiful man mm. I got I got to buy the next set So I can just get Jose to sign Like hey Jose signed for me. He's got to buy like No nope, real Go fuck yourself
1: He'll probably look <laughs> you
3: confused When you ask him that
1: What? Nah I know Jose man He probably <laughs> is <I'm laughs> He's not just gonna, gonna look confused at all He knows He knows Yeah he knows It's, it's all It's all right Okay, uh, okay let's do the house cleaning you can but email... I don't wanna uh, well hey, this... good thing I'm doing it then <laughs> you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. you can surely share your thoughts on the past season of food wars and all that entails if you want to or you know other things by emailing us at podcast at com. you can follow us on <sighs> facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast and on twitter at tsunami podcast you can listen to the podcast on just about everything including itunes google music spotify deezer everything (laughs) you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast you can get the latest news by following at tsunami news on twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. You can also subscribe to the Tsunami Faithful Pass on Patreon.com backslash ToonamiFaithful if you want to get some exclusive stuff like the full versions of all of the interviews that CJ did for his documentary, What Toonami Means to Me. If the documentary awesome. was good and interesting, then you definitely want to see these full versions of these interviews because he had to cut out a lot to get down to the ridiculously long runtime that he had. <laughs> Still an hour and a half, but there was way more footage than that.
0: Yes, the pain and torture that he felt must have been exquisite. I wish I have there to experience it and make
1: fun of him when he did it. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Okay, yeah. let's get on out of here. Kuro, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter, at Happy Kitty, and you can find me on TanamiFaithful.com, where I write editorials. Uh, just recently, one on Fire Force, if you hadn't had a chance to see it after our uh, last month's um, discussion of the Season 2 Fire Force. That's all I got.
1: <laughs> Alright. Colt, where can they find you?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at AmbientVirus. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash life virus. Um, I need to get that article done that CJ wanted me to do still. Um, not sure what I'm going to call, but it's essentially what it bounced to adaptations and expectations. Mostly referencing to what happened with the back season of Promised Neverland. So hopefully that'll be up soonish if I get the free time sometime this week too, but maybe... Um, and yeah as I said in the start of this if the audio is a little wonky feel free to yell at me about it because hopefully this will be a little bit better because last time I did this it was like I was too loud so this is running directly through Skype so yeah feel free to tweet
0: at me if it sucks I have no problem with that I gotta paddle the paddling people so it'll be okay he will be disciplined accordingly
1: and where can they find you paddling? (laughs) That sounds so wrong.
0: Nice.
2: That
1: sounds wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. Oh, y'all can always find me at samurai 7 at twitter.com. That's pretty much it these days, man. I really don't use um, a lot of social media platforms. I don't have an IG except for the one I use for the brat and my um, personal Facebook. So, yeah, y'all can always find me on Twitter.
1: Love you guys. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at sketch1984. And you can find as Sir not appearing in this podcast at Paul Pasquillo, also on Twitter. Nobody
0: fucking likes you, Paul. Most of all, me. I hate you.
1: You're so tsundere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the relationship that me and Paul have, man, it is one of love and hate. Mm-hmm. It's the best kind of bromance. It really is. <sighs>
1: okay
3: i think we're out what what, what do you say sketch
1: yeah we hope you enjoyed this meal and this tsunami faithful podcast thank you for listening each and every week and until next time we're punching out deuces order up
3: 何も怖くないよ